0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Going Deeper Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Reigns, and of course we have Pastor Cole Burks, Good evening. Pastor Emily Black. Hello. Baby Black there. Uh, shortly Baby. below, Pastor Emily Black. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: shortly
2: below. Shortly below. <laughs> In the uh, stomach.
0: You will notice that we have video. At least we hope that we have video. As of right now, we have video. Tried to do
1: this last time.
0: No video. No video. Shout out to Wes. For working the magic, yes, always. Uh, So you get to see our smiling faces. Here we are.
1: Get to see us. So how you guys doing? Great. Awesome. I'm great. I am incredible.
2: I am. I forgot we were recording today, so um, I'm just convincing. Yeah, I'm. I did not forget we were recording,
1: (laughs) so I knew that we were recording, and I come locked and loaded, ready to go.
2: All right, all right. I can use pregnancy brain.
1: Mm.
2: I'm allowed, and I have a sick toddler.
0: I cannot use pregnancy brain, even though I look like I should be able to. Yeah. So, Pastor Cole, you started a series this week. Mm -hmm. We're just going to jump into it, by the way. We're just diving. No rapid fire. Going deeper. This is great. Buckle up. Hang on. We're going.
2: (laughs) We have a time limit. We
1: have a time limit. (laughs) We ain't going to obey it, but we have a time limit. (laughs) We genuinely want you to be able to listen to this on your way to work or at the gym, or we want to make it convenient for you to listen. So we're going to try our best to keep it shorter
0: Yes. If you're listening at the gym, keep going. You yeah. can do it. <laughs> you can make
2: it. We're going to go extra long just yeah. so you get those Sweat is a good thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so you just started a new series at yes. church called uh, Questions that you got. How did you, you put it? Questions, Questions that you're asking. That you're Questions asking. that you're asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you get my question about the dinosaurs? I didn't. Oh, well, we got to figure out what happened there. <laughs> uh, Somebody threw that one we could, out. We can talk about it afterwards. <laughs> okay. I got censored, apparently. Yeah. Um, so you had a great first message talking about hearing uh, God's voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first of all, how did was that asked a lot?
1: Um, so there are about thirty questions turned in, and I think. Of the, should have been 31 but I think of the 30 questions turned in I counted that 19 of the 30 questions could have been answered with that sermon um, so even like a lot of like a lot of people I think in the Christian community and this is something that we could get better at in general we and uh, this takes failure so there's no way to do this but to ask questions. I think sometimes we don't even know really what we're trying to ask and our questions get generic sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I would read some of those questions and it's like you just need to know how to hear God's voice Mm -hmm. and this question would be answered. And so that's, I really took all the questions and I ranked them one through four. I'm like, what are the most asked? And that's what that's how I come to the conclusion. So I wanted to preach it first because it was the most asked question. And I've, I don't know that there has ever been a sermon that I received more positive feedback about. Right. Um, and just feedback in general. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I received lots of feedback as it pertains to this sermon. But genuinely, so like, day,
2: mm-hmm. he
1: sent me that it was very helpful. Um, I actually gave a word from the lord about stepping into new job opportunities which i read to you earlier there was a person in our church that had a new job opportunity i felt like in the middle of the service that i had a word from the lord to say go ahead and step out in faith to take that mm-hmm. well um he actually this is a very strenuous process okay. to get hired and so there's supposed to be three interviews well that monday we had this on sunday the monday morning after i gave that word on sunday he gets a call to come in for his second interview Mm. the first interview is just to make sure that you're not insane the second interview they're usually phone interviews yeah 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 yeah. the second interview (laughs) the second interview is to be sure that you are qualified for the job and they want to be sure that they hire you and then the third interview is kind of like the weeding out process well, I, s- I had a word from the Lord on Sunday. You said something about moving, and I said I feel like this pertains to a job. And this person actually texted me today and said um, they text him, they they emailed him after the mm-hmm. second interview, and there's usually three interviews with a job offer, and they want him to skip the third interview. Mm. And he actually said like that word, like pushed him over the edge right. to have faith for that job. So I thought that was. I thought that was relative to. I think that is relative to the message that I preach. It's like yeah. something happened in real time—a right. word from God.
2: I so. think, I think it's cool too. Like that has been something that's kind of been um, taking place a lot in our church. Like even Sunday before you release that word, I released the word that it was time to like move forward, take that next step, whatever, mm-hmm. like. It was just time to go, just step out and do what you felt like the Lord was calling you to do no matter what that was. And actually one of uh, our church members actually went the the next day and um, this is a good thing, but went and actually quit their job Mm -hmm. Um, just because they knew that the Lord was finally telling them like, this is okay. Like you can walk in this direction. He was going to take care of you. Um, And so I had a conversation about that with someone today, just the peace of God of like Thank you for releasing those words. Yeah. And so I think that's something that's it's happening in our church, and people are starting to become more aware of the fact that God they, yeah, wants he, to communicate. Yes, He wants to speak to you, and whatever you're dealing with, He sees you and He wants yeah. to. And
1: speak. it's like, I think it's very cool. So, um, one of our board members is um, Apostle Robert Gay, and he operates heavily in the prophetic. Mm-hmm. And so does his son, who is also on our board, Pastor Josh Gay. When I was actually with him last time, I went down to visit, and he said that there's a new prophetic anointing coming to your church. And since then, I cannot tell you how many prophetic words that I've given to people, just because I've kind of felt the freedom to. Mm -hmm. um, That's kind of my DNA and my roots anyway. Um, Like one of our good friends, literally, I gave her a word that I felt like that I heard from God that I was totally, I was trying to, I was even... I was even battling in my head, is this just because I love this person or is this a word from the Lord? <laughs> right. Like and I was like, Well, I don't think, you know, it it will be encouraging anyway. But I, I felt the I felt like I was supposed to send this to her. She runs a business mm-hmm. and literally I said, I feel like the Lord's about to open a door for wholesale business. Right. And like she'll tell you this. The next day she got the largest wholesale order that she's ever got. Mm-hmm. She got an email from the largest company that she had ever got an email from. Mm-hmm. And in her getting that email, she actually told them no on the first time, but then they come back with a counter offer yep. and they're going to be selling all of her products on their website yep. and, oh, cool. and they're going to put them in all of their stores <laughs> and buy them in massive quantities yep. at a time. It'll be a huge financial breakthrough yes. for them. So, so much
2: so that this person was able to quit their full-time job yeah, to be yeah, able to do yeah. these wholesale orders. Yeah which is huge. And I think you even saying that you feeling the, which I have felt the same way, but just the peace of God to like, actually I feel the freedom to release those kinds of words. And like, even tonight we had prayer tonight and there was someone who came up to me and gave me a word, mm -hmm. pulled me over to the side and gave me a word that they felt from the Lord. This past Sunday, a friend of ours was in from out of town, pulled me to the side and gave me a word. And I think us, as a church, uh, especially us in leadership, being comfortable enough to release those words, it makes people in our church more comfortable. Mm-hmm, right. Like, okay, well, if our leaders are hearing from God and they're showing us, hey, He's speaking, yeah, then we also have the freedom to do that.
1: There is also like a time and a place. Like, I feel like our church has been on such a unique journey as it pertains to hearing God's voice. Yeah. Number one, I feel like that over the past. Well, since, honestly, since the election, Mm -hmm. like since the election, there was so much about the prophetic that was wrong. Yep. And um, I don't think our church had any problem saying it's a hot topic. Yeah, this is wrong. And I'm being serious, this like
2: Joe's giggles for I mean, me. I'm <laughs> being serious when I
1: say when I say as it come down to the election, like what the prophetic is not is prophesying your political preference. yeah that's not <laughs> what the prophetic is. Um, there is actually that's gambling that is that's actually <laughs> what that is. that's what that is. And it's like it's literally not it's not in a right spirit right. it doesn't come from it doesn't come from a genuine place. And people are like, "Well, Cole, how do you know that?" It's like because it is your preference. I didn't hear anybody. I didn't hear not one person. I didn't hear a single person say Joe Biden's going to get elected. From the mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't hear a single person. Do me to tell you what?
2: Well, and also you know how because it didn't happen. Yeah, not, yeah. not, not like, just because it wasn't. It didn't and, happen. Yeah,
1: and and I think actually I take that back. I do know one person that said this, and he's incredibly prophetic, but he did not say this as a prophetic word. He said that if the opposing party gets elected, it will reveal the hearts of all of the prophetic people prophesying that this person got it because you'll see if they come out and apologize or not. Mm -hmm. And I think even in an apology, you can still have this undertone of this is what God is saying but the people just didn't partner with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like actually no.
0: He did his part, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. 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 And
1: it's like If
2: God is saying it, I don't think the people have Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are and it's like fix it. And
1: it's like you do play a role in like right. you do play a role in the prophetic. Oh, yeah. But it's not God's not a genie in a bottle. Right. And you have all of these preferences over here, and you just, you know, say, hey, genie, come speak to me. I want that one. I want yeah. that one. That's yeah. not how the prophetic works. So, right.
0: I think we all three have had, have been raised in charismatic, Pentecostal conferences, mm-hmm. words of knowledge. Uh, you know, I, me personally, I've, I've played at a lot of conferences. We've been around a lot of prophets, apostles, yeah. the no whole world, yeah, and seen some amazing things. Mm-hmm. Seen some weird
1: things. Yes, uh, <laughs> some very strange. Yes. Things. Seen
0: a lot of gambling. Yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you. I'll tell you. Platform.
1: I'll tell you one of the one of the most powerful things, but strange things at the same time that I've ever seen the prophetic movement. I was in a service one time, and actually, I'm not ashamed to say this at all. As someone who has helped me in my walk with God tremendously. And they hear the voice of God so clearly. And it was honestly my first mentor. And he's the most prophetic person I know to this day. Mm-hmm. We were sitting, sitting in a service, and I saw him take out a sheet of paper before the service started, and I saw him write something down on the paper. In the middle of the service, he's preaching, And he's like, I just feel this unction from the Lord. I'm not joking when I say this. People are going to think I'm crazy. He folds this sheet of paper into a paper airplane. And he throws it at this lady. And it just lands in her lap. And she opens it. And she had this disease. And she gets healed from it on the spot. Mm. She goes to the doctor and gets healed from it. And he was like, he was like, it's you awesome. know, I threw this because of this reason. All this, and it's like turns out there was significance in her catching a paper airplane. All this, and I will be the first one to say that's strange.
2: I'm imagining the whole room as he's taking time to fold this yeah. airplane from on the pulpit. Like, oh,
1: they were incredibly, they were ca- incredibly <laughs> charismatic people. So they're just like, hmm, I wonder what he's doing up there. It's like I'm gonna get in on this. You know,
2: I'd be sitting there. The like, band's
1: <laughs> looking at you like we're about to go. Yeah, yeah, we're about to go. Yeah. But what what it was it, it was so incredibly powerful, and this woman gets healed of this disease that he had a word of knowledge about, like in the service. Yeah, right. Uh, so
0: I can say I've had, I've had I've been a part of some services that were phenomenal mm-hmm. words that came out. I mean, I was in one particularly where uh, he kept getting the names black and brown,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and he was like I'm. He said, I'm not sure what any, and, he, and he, he was literally, he was staring at this one side of the room, and he's like, just black and brown, and then he started talking <laughs> about dancing and, 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 and a few yeah. other things, and it took him a good 20 minutes. Like, he ended up going back and preaching, and then right in the middle of a sermon goes, <laughs> painting, and he just kept, like, yeah. just saying words, and eventually, it turns out, there was a, a lady that was supposed to have been there that night, mm-hmm. ended up not being there, but her mom was. Mm. And her maiden name was, was Black. Her married name was Brown. Ah. And she taught dance and was an artist. And That's like, awesome. And he had, they, so they call, they call her, and start. he starts giving the rest of this word for this, and it was just like boom, boom, boom. Goosebumps, hair yeah. standing yeah. up. Everybody's crying. The place is, yeah. the roof for is sure. coming off the place. And then, like, same conference. The next day, I'm walking in with some of the musicians, and this lady pulls me aside and goes hey, you're going to find your wife at this conference.
1: <laughs> those are always fun ones. Those
0: those were fun. I'm like, I'm not. Like, no,
1: Not here, I'm not. I don't think so. I think it's like we say all of this and we tell you these stories because there are genuine, like there were very genuine people who miss mm-hmm. God's yeah. voice, I think, because they haven't been taught how to hear God's voice. Correct. Exactly. It's like... God doesn't say everything that I want him to say to me always, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, it's like sometimes – but I'll say this too. Everything that God does say to me, it comes with the voice of a father to a child. Yeah. And it comes with that caring, fatherly voice. And, like, even if I don't want to hear that, hear it, this is good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking – about when Pastor Casey moved to Hamilton, I didn't want to hear that. No, like, Are, like what? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like genuinely, none of us really wanted to hear that. No, but we all felt this weird, strange beast that yes. I was supposed to become pastor of this church, and Pastor Casey was supposed to move to Hamilton. It only, it, the only reason that I became pastor here is because they moved to Hamilton. But mm-hmm. when they, when Pastor Casey told me, I was like this is the most shocking thing that i've ever heard and i'm not really settled about this at all but i have this strange like this is god Mm -hmm. and i'm like but i don't like it yeah
2: oh yeah i remember when he told us he he was like emily won't even look at me and i was like i don't i I know this is good i know this is god but i can't look at you i don't want to hear this coming out of your mouth
1: and it's like the hardest part about all that was is I knew for a month before everybody else did. And it was like, you know, I remember like one of the funniest moments, and I can like look back on this now. We were at Jam, Jam's birthday party last year at this time. Last year. Happy birthday, Jam. Well, happy birthday.
2: Was it? I thought it was 4th of July. Maybe
1: 4th, Maybe of July. Boy, 4th But it
2: was 4th, at their house. It so, was yeah.
1: definitely the 4th of July. It was Still abs- happy birthday, No, no, no. no, no. Yeah. It was absolutely the 4th of July because that's when I got told. So we, I have a conversation that afternoon, and Pastor Casey, like, tells me, I'm just sitting on the bench over there at Jam and Kayla's like, man, we have an awesome church. <laughs> and, like, and I'm just, like, trying. I'm trying my best not to disclose any information at all. Me and Anna have talked 45 minutes from our house to Jam and Kayla's about what we feel God is in this, and we did. And so... It's yeah. funny. And, so, and we're sitting
2: it, by the pool watching everybody play. Yeah. We're just ball like, in the awesome pool.
1: church out there. Man, we're it's, awesome. to yeah. yeah.
0: So these guys called us. Yeah. And they're like, they told us what was going on. And it's funny. Like, the first thing out of Katie's mouth was like, so Cole's stepping in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was, um, it, it was, it yeah. None sense. of us wanted to see yeah. it, but there was such a peace over yeah. it. And mm-hmm. it was like, nobody, it wasn't even a second thought. It was like, oh, yeah. And, yeah.
1: and a lot of times, I'll be honest with you, I say this to everyone who feels called to ministry. You could say this probably as well. You need a word from God to do this, mm-hmm. because there is going to be days where you want to quit doing this job,
2: one thousand percent. Like
1: and so, like the word be more than than the hot. <laughs> yeah. So the so the good definitely always outweighs the bad, mm-hmm. but it's like the bad. Sometimes I am like, my God. Like, why does it have to be so bad? It's, why is it
2: so bad? Like, why does oh it
1: have God. to be so dramatic? It's just a little bad. Like, like, like two hours of bad. Like, yeah. Most of the time, we don't even, like, there are petty things that happen in church that we don't even deal with here. So it's like, anytime there's an issue, there's usually an issue, like, here. So, but having a word from God, being in ministry is, I think it's mm-hmm. a must. Having a word from God and doing anything that requires you to have some grit. Yeah. I think is good if you have to have a if you have a job and you're watching this and your job requires you to be gritty mm-hmm. I think like you need a word from God <laughs> to sit in that place for a long time, especially if it can affect you in ways that are unhealthy mm-hmm. because you you know the pressure, but it's like even being the lead pastor. I've been called to ministry, but I never, I have never felt this type of pressure before. And I'll say our our church does a really good job at making sure that I don't feel all of that pressure. Yeah. So, but I do think you need a word from God, if you, specifically if you feel called to minister in any sort of ministry. Yeah, yeah. That you yeah. need a word from God because when it gets hard, you'll dip out if you don't have one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You you can't just do it for fun. No.
1: (laughs) This is not a hobby.
0: (laughs) No. you got to be called to this. And a little crazy. Yes, that's true. Just a little bit. Uh, So you talked about how God speaks like a father. Mm -hmm. But then you also mentioned that he speaks through wisdom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to that a
1: little bit? Yeah. I think a lot of times, um, so the Bible says in Proverbs that wisdom cries out in the street. Mm. Wisdom is crying out in the street. And one of the things that i genuinely think is 98% of the decisions that i make in my life are not words from god that right. doesn't mean that doesn't mean i'm not operating in the wisdom of god right. right because the bible says if any of you need wisdom let him ask god so wisdom is not through even experience all the time wisdom is through have you asked God for wisdom? Mm-hmm. Like um I think I heard Jensen Franklin say this and I kind of adopted this. I really stole this. Um he he used to he says I I pray this all the time. Lord, I want to walk in your love. I want to walk in your anointing and I want to walk in your wisdom. Right. Teach me how to do that today. And it's like a lot of days I know especially There was a season in my life where I prayed that every single day. I prayed it every single day. When I would get out of my car, right before I would get out of my car at work, I would arrive to work 15 minutes early, and I would just sit there for 15 minutes, and I would spend time with God for 15 minutes Mm -hmm. in my car. And I would pray that every single day. Lord, I want to walk in your love. I want to walk in your anointing. And I want to walk in your wisdom because, like, you don't need a word from God to do everything. Mm. I do believe to navigate through life in a healthy way, you need to, you need to walk in the wisdom of God. Mm-hmm. I just see people like even people post stuff on Facebook. I'm like, you may believe that, but that isn't wise. Yeah. Right. you di- You didn't use the wisdom of God there. Like you may think that, and you it may sound it f- catchy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Genuinely, like it's it's catchy, it's sticky. It's 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 attractive but it's not wise to say that. Right. right. Especially right now. If you ever notice like my social media, I stay out of on my social media. I stay out of the specifically like if there is something happening politically, you will not see me post about it. <laughs> because here's what I've learned. Tone can't be interpreted
2: Yep, 100%.
1: Tone can't be interpreted. And we live in a a society too where most of the time people don't believe the best about you. No. So people automatically associate what you text or what you post with this snarky tone. Yep. That's why I
2: over-exaggerate my exclamation marks and my (laughs) laughing emojis, smiley faces.
1: And so, (laughs) and LOL. So so like uh, Stephen Webb actually said this a while back he said what if you started reading every text message and every post with the best tone in mind right and that honestly set me free (laughs) on like a level that i genuinely like i didn't know that i needed to be set free on because it's like that's true yep that's true i cannot tell you the amount of times that I have just assumed someone's tone was in a certain way right. over a text message instead of assuming that even every controversial thing that they say, it's just like a, you know, like a, it's in a very soft-spoken, Positive like, like, mm-hmm. like I love you, but I don't think this. And it's like if I were sitting in a room, I even think leaders a lot of times they go wrong with message, messaging back and forth about controversial things, I think you just need to get together and talk about it. I think that's wise. Yes. I think that's the wisdom of God. Look him in the face. Yeah, And, and mm-hmm. you, like I genuinely think divine wisdom is so, our church, Hope Unlimited Church, and if you're under the age of 35 and you're listening to this.
2: 99% of our church
1: ninety <laughs> nine yeah. if you're under the age of thirty five and you're listening to this, I genuinely think that I don't say this negatively because people who have people in life have been through more things than other people. All of this is relative right. I think if you're specifically under the age of thirty five I don't know that you've had enough life experience yet to say i have a lot of wisdom on this Mm -hmm. but you can say i have experienced this in this way before it doesn't disregard all your experiences but you have a unique opportunity to even go into situations with the wisdom of god that is that is just like you ever hear the statement oh well you're wise beyond your years Mm -hmm. like i get told that all the time and i genuinely i genuinely i don't think that's true I think that I pray and ask Mm -hmm. God for wisdom and, and I get it when I ask. And I think that's a way to live and, and literally walk through life Mm -hmm. makes life. It makes life so much simpler. Yeah. So toward the end of
0: your message, you gave some points about how to hear, Mm -hmm. you know, ask, ask, just ask God to talk to you Mm -hmm. was, you know, very simple. Read the scriptures. If you can't, if you can't, Check that word against the scripture, and it don't line up. Yes, it's probably off. Yeah, Uh, and then you talked about writing things down. How often do you
1: write? Just every day, and you just yeah, just sit on it every every day. I write something down almost every day. Um, If I pulled up my notes on my phone, um, like right now, so like for for this week's sermon, I usually take Monday off. Um, so I don't write anything down. Monday is my thinking day. I don't get in front of a computer. I'm on the Enneagram type 5, so I need an entire day to do that.
2: You only think on Mondays, right? No. <laughs> we brought up the Enneagram. <laughs> yeah.
1: I um, love a good Enneagram throw so, in. So, like, um, all of these notes are not on my iPad, but I have all my iCloud stuff synced together. I wrote a lot of my sermon. I usually do my entire outline. I know what I'm going to preach on by the end of the day, Monday. And I write my entire outline on Tuesday, and then I just fill in the rest of the days. You were that student that had your papers done like... I was not, Jordan. A week <laughs> before it was ready. Sadly mistaken.
2: The nines over here are like, we procrastinate <laughs> sitting, everything. I was in there <laughs> Thursday night going, oh my God. Sometimes,
1: sometimes, sometimes I genuinely, on the Enneagram, sometimes I genuinely... I read all the characteristics of a nine, and I'm just like, hmm, that sounds awesome. Like, I read all the characteristics, and I'm just like.
2: We're pretty awesome. And so sometimes <laughs>
1: sometimes what I think, though, is because people say, so there's a great debate in our church whether I'm an Enneagram type five or my an Enneagram type eight. And the only reason, like, sometimes I think even I could be a type eight is because I lean into that, like, Today sounds like a good day to watch an entire series on Netflix and just sit here the entire day and relax and nap and not do anything. That Sounds wonderful. And so that's
2: what I do all the time—is stay at oh, home. Yeah, what do you and mean? So, <laughs> and so,
1: so here's my here's how here's <laughs> le- legitimately my schedule. So Beckham wakes up around seven thirty or eight. Becko. I get him up, we eat breakfast. I think my child's broken. Yeah. She
2: sleeps till ten thirty, eleven yeah. o'clock every single she, day. I think she's broken. I she, really do.
1: She so wow. <laughs> he gets up around seven thirty or eight. He comes downstairs. We he gets a bottle of milk, a banana, and if he seems to be hungry after that, we'll feed him more. Steak. <laughs> yeah, steak, yeah. Steak and eggs. But um around 9 30 or 10 he's getting sleepy for his first nap so i put him down for his first nap and from that time until he wakes up i'm usually in a pretty like work type mode he'll get up around two hours after that he will eat lunch play do fun stuff go back down for an afternoon nap the afternoon nap is when I usually, I've had the entire day to think about what I wrote that morning, mm-hmm. and so I'll go back and add to it. And so that's kind of how my day goes as far as sermon prep and writing and what I feel like that I'm hearing from God. Because I try to hear from God. I, some people say that this is bad or wrong. I, I really need to hear from God. That week about what I'm preaching, right. mm-hmm. I don't need, like I can have things planned out, but I need to hear God say something or I'll change it. Yeah, like I've done that before. Yeah, and and before we go,
0: or trans, you know, go to the next point here. Um, one of the last things you you said, and it kind of goes with the overall topic, and this is two part question. Do you think we often make hearing His voice too complicated? Yes.
2: 100 percent
0: and do we make it worse by making it too weird both yes yes the answer is just yes yes i knew the answer to that question i just wanted to hear him say it i I think
2: i know i know like for me and i talk to a lot of people about making like the voice of god just too complicated so many people especially growing up like what we've talked about like in that pentecostal charismatic It's you need it written in the sky or Mm -hmm. you need someone to come to you randomly in the middle of the day while you're at Walmart and be like, I feel like the Lord is just saying you need to do this. And And you got to be Christian. Yeah. And like you, that's how we interpret hearing from God or we we're if we're contemplating doing something in our life, we need it to be confirmed by all of these things. Mm -hmm. And I know I've personally experienced this multiple times in my life. But sometimes I make, it's too, you're making it too complicated by waiting for all of these things when so many times the Lord is speaking to you with just peace. Mm. And that's a lot of like, I remember Wes and I, when, when, when we were dating, I remember we, like, it was like our first very serious conversation as a couple when we were dating. And like, we told each other, we loved each other for the first time. It was like, just one of those nights, like, okay, our relationship's getting serious. And the very next day, Pastor Casey was like, I want you to move to Knoxville and help me launch this church. And without a second thought, I was like, yes. Because when he said it, I felt peace just flood my body. And I knew that no matter what, either Wes, we were going to do long distance, we were going to break up, or Wes is going to come with me. Like, I just had this feeling like, but I didn't need this written in the sky. I didn't need something overly complicated to hear from the Lord. I just felt peace. And I knew that I was walking so deep with the Lord that I didn't need like to open my Bible and find immediately the first thing on there is like something about moving. Like I I knew that I had a relationship with the Lord and I didn't have to overcomplicate it. And then Pastor Casey jokes about this all the time, and I think he actually may have mentioned it in a late, an earlier podcast, but like a couple of days later, Wes emailed Pastor Casey. He was like, I feel the Lord calling me to move to Knoxville. Yeah. <laughs> Wes's I bet, may not have been from the Lord. I bet
1: you do, Wes. <laughs>
2: Wes's call to Knoxville may not have been from the Lord, yep. but I just remember Wes and I both deciding to move here and get married. It was like, it was nothing that I felt like I needed a word from the Lord as far as I need a prophet to get up on the stage and tell me,
1: you, supposed you to need to, to
2: get married and move to Knoxville. And then every decision we've made moving forward since we've been here is like we walk with God, and if there's a direction we feel led to go, we take a step in that direction. And if we hear the Lord not like – say no or we don't feel peace about a situation that is the lord speaking yeah and we over complicate that so much i've had friends reach out to me and say you just have to pray for me and just ask the lord to give me a word because i just don't want to live here anymore in my hometown and i'm like move move just move, and if the Lord doesn't, if it's not what the Lord wants for you, He will. He will tell you no. Like He's yeah. not a trickster. Yeah, that's like you. If you walk with Him and you really trust your relationship with Him, He's not going to trick you and like let you think about it for months and months and months, and then all of a sudden be like, "No, it's not from me."
1: It's also too. I think about this like in the concept of like a a good father. Yeah. Like if when Beckham gets older and he feels like that he's supposed to move to. Just say Nashville, and I'm like, okay. But like something happens in Nashville, and if he goes there, I feel like that he is going to be harmed or hurt. Mm-hmm. Or like, just say, for instance, like if I like if Beckham like plays the guitar, but he's not that good, and it's like I'm just being honest. Like he's just not that good, and
2: he's gonna at, be great, and he's yeah, gonna be on our worship team. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's just, but like, just say, if this is the case, which I don't think, like, I think if whatever he does, he's going to be great at, but say, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to Nashville and I'm going to play guitar and I'm going to sing and he can't sing a lick. <laughs> if I don't tell him the truth and I don't tell him, hey, it's not a good idea if you go here, then I'm not a good father because right. he's going to get embarrassed. He's going to get his feelings hurt. It's going to be terrible. So why don't you go to welding school? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also I feel like that we think God is this strange, just like mysterious person that is secretly wanting us to figure him out. He's Dumbledore
0: out there trying to leave us yeah. clues. <laughs> he's like he's
1: like, I'm leaving you this clue here and clue there and clue there. If he, like, God is a good father. Yeah. Right? If something is not going to be good for you, he is going to say no.
2: Yes. No. And he doesn't dangle it in front of you. Let me
1: tell you, I'll tell you a perfect example of this. When when I moved to Knoxville, me and Anna felt like that we were supposed to pray into, we prayed for 10 months before Mm -hmm. we left our old church. Mm -hmm. Okay? We did that out of honor for them. And we didn't even know that we were leaving until a couple of months before we left. Okay. With this, with this in mind, I had a friend who pastors a thriving, massive church in West Tennessee. He Mm -hmm. asked me to move there. He actually sits on our board now. Mm -hmm. And he will tell you the same thing. I was like, that's where we're supposed to move. I was Mm -hmm. like, I feel like we're supposed to go help Sam and Alex. I feel like we're supposed to go be a part. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is what we are supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I heard the Lord speak to me one day while I was in McDonald's drive-thru. I will never forget this. I just got off the phone with Alex. I was pumped. I was excited. I was like, dude, (laughs) I was like, dude, I've got to go talk to Anna. Like, don't, like, I'm not making any promises yet, but like, be looking for me a job. Like, I need a job. We need a house, we need a place to live. And immediately the Lord spoke to me. He said, in this next season of life, you don't need a friend, you need a father. Mm. And I was like, I guess that means we're gonna be moving to Knoxville. <laughs> and I was I was a little bit I, I was a little bit frustrated <laughs> right. in the beginning, but I mean like <laughs> I'm well. The, I'm the lead pastor of this church now, and he was right. Like yeah. I mean, obviously God was right, right. because mm-hmm. something that I had been praying for for years—I had been praying this prayer for years. Lord, I need a real spiritual father in my yes. life. Right. I need a real one, and I got that in mean, Pastor Casey. Yeah. But then also, God had this in store mm-hmm. before all of this ever happened. All of this ever even started. And right. so, um, but that's just an example of God speaking to me, me not trying to make this too weird. Mm-hmm. I just obeyed the voice of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And like, so for instance, I'll tell you how I could have made this weird. Being, I'm being honest with you. If you're watching this and you don't know what a sozo is, um, a sozo- do you know what a sozo is? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. You made so, the face.
2: So- I was like, you don't know.
1: So so a sozo is, it's been a minute. is mm-hmm. basically just like, it's guided prayer yeah. is what it is. It's guided prayer.
2: Spiritual, is they call it a spiritual inner healing. Yeah, inner healing. Ministry.
1: I used to get a sozo. I used to get one sozo every year. And so I do believe they are great. Mm-hmm. I believe that they are good. In this sozo, I'll never forget this. In this sozo, I actually, they, they asked me to pray this prayer. I prayed this. They said, what do you see? And I said, I see a green field. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I saw myself and Anna holding suitcases in this green field. And on the, on the suitcases, they said, transition. Okay. The next day, my friend who I told you about the airplane, he calls me. He said, I see, he's like, I saw this picture yesterday and I wanted to share it with you. And he's like, you you're going to know what this means when I says it. he verbatim he says I see you and Anna standing in a greenfield holding suitcases that say transition. I have it written down in a journal at my house. Mm-hmm. There is a town that is literally 10 minutes from Alex's church called Greenfield. And so I thought that meant we're transitioning to Greenfield. Right. And we're and so that's what that's going to mean. All of that I told Anna she was like, "Hmm. Like that's interesting." <laughs> and like <laughs> and so Anna, we, who's just, never wavered
2: yeah. by other people, She's she just like, said it mm. just like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah that's, that's nice. <laughs> nice.
1: She's like, "Oh, that's interesting." And like, I just remember believing right. we're going to go there, but I could have justified that, right? And I could have made, I could have made an entire life shift. Think about this: mm-hmm. an entire life shift. Yeah. I'm not saying hope unlimited wouldn't exist. But I can uh, but I don't know who'd be the head but pastor but I don't know who would be the head pastor here because it ain't me because yeah. it ain't me and so but it's like if people would like people like should go back and sit I mean God would have orchestrated it in one way or the other right the The problem is is like I could have made I could have justifiably
2: right
1: made that decision, but there was one kicker to this: Anna nor I. Had peace about it, right? right. I, we were not settled in our spirit about it. Mm-hmm. We were settled the day that we visited Knoxville. We we come up here. We ate with Pastor Casey. Did all the fun stuff, and ate with you <coughs> and Wes and Blake and Taylor downtown mm-hmm. at the taco place. Yeah. And
2: oh gosh, yeah.
1: At we watched fireworks on the Fourth of July. We sure did. That's and been so, a hot minute. And so when we come and visited. Even when we got back, we were like, hmm, I think Knoxville's a good option, but let's just pray about it. Yes, and then let's talk through it. Yeah. And then I, ha- I got that word in this next season you don't need a friend, you need a father. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the, 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 the word that sent us here, honestly. Yeah. And that where I went and where me and Anna went in ministry next because we were youth pastor at the time, we would be built for the long call. yeah. And so I didn't know what that means. I know what that means now, mm-hmm. but I had no idea what that meant then. But it was all guided. I mentioned this in my sermon Sunday. It was all guided by fruits of the Spirit. Right. Yeah. It was all guided by, am I excited to do this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you something else that was really like practical. Is God's provision in this? It is is provision in this. Now I'm not saying that you need to ask that question all the time because sometimes God wakes for you to make the first move. Yes. Right? Like when he spoke to Abraham and said, Go like, like move. Yeah. And it's like, Where? He's like, <laughs> I'll show you.
2: Right. That, that's the that's the biggest thing as I've learned in this with, with things like that. And We were talking a lot about moving because we obviously uprooted our lives and moved here, but like he trusts us mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. go, uh huh. And I think that's so telling to number one, what kind of a father he is. But like, if I, like, if Wes and I are, I'm um, Wes just started a job with Joe this week, Monday was his first day, and spraying, spray. In the <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I remember like he was in school, he was working full-time at the coffee shop here in town. We were making decent money. I mean, Mm. enough to get by. Mm -hmm. Um, And Wes was just unsettled in finishing that degree in that area, Mm -hmm. just unsettled. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I know that it could eventually be good for our family four years down the road once I'm done, but I don't even know if this is what I want to do forever. Yeah, And, he somehow over dinner i think joe's like if you ever want to come work with me and it kind of just was like a ha ha okay and then wes and i talked about it and he it wasn't like this go now Mm -hmm. and it's not like the biggest thing for me is like god is on a puppet master where he's like you have to do this and you have to do this and i'm telling you all these it's like a game or a puzzle that has to fit together it's like just go, mm-hmm. and he trusts you to take that step. And then if Wes had not felt peace about that, or if I had not felt peace about that job transition, it's like, okay, then we don't go. We stay where we are until we feel like there's yep. another opportunity. And I, I've i just learned over my life of just hearing the Lord, it's, it is not so complicated, and it doesn't have to be so weird.
1: I think, too, um, if you want to, like genuinely, I think people, they don't think about this. A lot, and it's like so. The Bible says this: it says, "Walk with the wise and become wise. Mm-hmm. For a companion of fools will suffer harm." Yep. Um, I think you you are a what that verse is saying is like if you want to get wisdom, get around a bunch of wise people. Yes. Like if you want to learn how to hear from God, get around people who hear from God. Right get around a bunch of people who were sensitive to God's voice. That's what I'm preaching about. After Mother's Day, I'm preaching about walking in the Spirit, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to preach about a lot of just the sensitivity of God's voice, like how to hear him not only when it's quiet, but how to hear him when it's loud, Mm -hmm. how to hear his voice when it's loud. What is the most Christ-like, right? Like there was a situation that happened this week where – there was a situation going on and i needed the wisdom of god mm-hmm. like you know because it's like this seemed like a very lose-lose situation like and i i literally we had someone said something and i heard i felt this prick in my heart of what i was supposed to do
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it solved the entire issue
2: yeah
1: it solved the entire issue it was very chaotic in mm-hmm. my mind because i was trying to balance what do I do? What do I not do? What do I say? What do I not say? And I heard the voice of the Lord of what to say right. Right. in the midst of chaos. And a lot of people would have been just like, I'm just going to do this. right? And I'm just going to do, and it's like, don't do that. right? Like, learn how to hear God's voice in the midst of chaos. Take a step back. Right. And just breathe for just a second. Listen to the voice around you but also listen to that voice within you that is saying something and you can't escape it. I think that is what I think about hearing the voice of God, what I think about it not being weird. I'll tell you how you don't make it, you, you genuinely don't make it weird. Don't do anything that Jesus wouldn't do. Yes. Like, don't do anything that Jesus wouldn't do. If you have a question about it, Submit it to some spiritual authority in your life. Like go to your pastor, go to your leaders, ask them what they think about it. And then be open to correction. Be open to it. And then like if you're not gonna be open to that's something too about hearing the voice of God. You've gotta be you gotta be okay with somebody in your life telling you you didn't hear from God. Yeah. <laughs> like there was someone came to me one time that said I feel like God told me to get a divorce. And I'm like, "No, he didn't." Right. Or he did not. I mentioned this on Sunday like, "You have a thing for this other woman over here. God didn't tell you to get a divorce. Right. And God didn't tell you to commit adultery. Right. So stop." <laughs> <laughs> well, if you if you need a
0: longer list of things not to do to make it weird. Yeah. See, come visit and yeah. we'll
2: you talk said about it. don't do anything Jesus wouldn't do, and I immediately went to when he spit in the mud. Yeah, and I was like, ah, well, weird, but yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Actually, let me retract that statement. Don't do anything that you don't hear the Father tell you to do, and see the Father see the Father do, or hear Him tell you to say. That's what I think.
2: Because I don't do anything weird. Don't do anything Jesus wouldn't do. Yeah. I'll just go spit in the mud and rub it in somebody's yeah.
1: eye. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Please don't do that. You aren't Jesus. Pastor
2: Cole said, yeah. I can do yeah. anything
1: Jesus can do. <laughs> Sweet mother of Mary and Joseph. Maybe I should think about that before I start just rattling off here. Well,
0: here's here's one telltale sign and one final story before we end this thing. But um, And I, there's witnesses who can attest to the story. But we, uh, we had a frequent um, visitor to conferences this week particular person would come pretty much anytime we had a conference i don't know why i feel like this is gonna be so good yeah this person would show up and if you're around charismatic conferences you hear the the phrase breaker anointing thrown around a lot there was a lady at one point had breaker anointing written across a tambourine and she would just wear that thing out that's what i'm talking she accidentally
1: lost it and never found it uh Jordan stole that lady's tambourine in the house of God.
0: In the, in the even, house of not God. I'm not even
1: ashamed of it. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm sure she just this, went and got another one. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did. And she lost Amazon. that one too. Amazon. it uh, <laughs> for the next service. <laughs> no, that thing was burned.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, but this particular person felt like uh, he had a break anointing when he would sing opera. Mm. Which is fine. It works. If, if you're leading worship. But if the, if the, Speaker is speaking. It's not so great just to break out into an you know an mm-hmm. opera song, and four nights of you know of
1: conference and he did every yeah. But. Weird. That's weird. Let's, yeah.
0: Don't do that. Let's try not to do that. There's um, Pretty, I'll
1: tell you something that I love so much, and and we do this here just in a very we we do it in a very different way. We don't necessarily have prophetic training here, mm-hmm. but um like I know um. Pastor Josh and Apostle Robert Gay, they have prophetic protocol. Like, you can't just get up there and say whatever you want to. They have a prophetic pastor, and every word that comes off of the stage has to go through him first. And he decides if you get the mic or not. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think that's incredibly wise. Yeah. My guess
0: is there's probably a checkoff list that looks very similar to this. Yes. I'll tell you, this, 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 like, this.
1: yeah, I t- it, absolutely. Is this, is this edifying for the entire body? Right. You know, right? Is this, um, is this going to make people feel strange? Like, right. one of the things, I'll tell you one of the things I think is so strange. When people get up and, like, they, they try to, like, pull offerings out of people with a word from God and it happens like like i'm just being honest with you it happens all like it it doesn't just happen every it once
0: way too much it happens
1: in every service it's like hmm yeah god just said a he just said one amount yesterday now he's saying a different amount today hmm and it's like i've heard that my entire life i think those people are awesome people i think they're sincere people i think they're genuine people i personally disagree with them on mm-hmm. that and right. i listen I love those people. I, they are awesome. I've been to conferences with those people. I don't have any problem at all. I just don't know if you should put God's name on that. You can say, "Hey, I'll hope that there's you know however many people here tonight are supposed to give this amount." <laughs> but it's like
2: we would like to see. Yeah, we would like to. See. And i yeah. tell you.
1: And I'll tell you this too. Like, I'm not saying that God wouldn't say something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying um, through all of the things that I see, I don't know where you grab that one from, but I'll say this: this is the last thing. This is the last thing I'll say about hearing from God. And I said this was the last point that I made. If you feel like there's a word from God that you have, I said that there's three tests that every word from God yeah. must pass, and it's it's the your Rama word, which means your right now word from God has to pass the test of Scripture. What I mean by that, I'm not saying that it can't be something that's not in the Bible. I'm saying it has to not be contrary to the Word of God itself.
2: Like what you said. I think you said Sunday about... The man that was like, I feel like I'm supposed to leave my wife yeah. for this person. That's that's contrary yeah, to that's scripture. Con- that's contrary to scripture. That's
1: yeah. that that is sinful. And you don't need a word from God to not sin. It's in the word of God. Right. Right. Um so that your rhema word cannot come in disagreement with the written word of God. And then your word from God needs to be in alignment with the heart of God, not just for you, but for other people too. And I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. It's so important that you understand the heart of the Father in what he says, what, what the Spirit of God says to you. You have to understand the heart of God, the nature of God, the character of God. And then it should lead you into the ways of God deeper. Mm -hmm. It should take you deeper into your walk with God. That's why, like, for instance, I don't know exactly who you're talking about, but I have a pretty good guess Um, when you said you had a friend that doesn't know, like, where to move. I have tons of friends right Mm now. I have, I count them on, almost couldn't count them on both hands. Yep. They're just like, I have to have a word from God yes. if I'm going to pick up and move my family. But I ain't been to church in two months. <laughs> I'm depressed. <laughs> I have anxiety through the roof. Me and my wife are doing terrible. I, I have all of these issues going on. Mm -hmm. but I need a word from God. It's like, no, you don't need a word from God. You need to go somewhere where you can get whole and healed, and you need to get out of wherever you are that is not good for you and your life. And I'm not – listen, I said this Sunday, and I I think this is totally right, and this goes back to my story with moving to – with Alex or with Pastor Casey. You don't need a word from God – To choose between right and wrong. You need a word from God to choose between right and most right. Yes. Yeah. And because I could have moved with Alex Mm -hmm. to be with Alex and that would have been fine. Yeah. It just wasn't what God wanted me to do. Right. And I think And he still
2: would have blessed you there regardless. You wouldn't have been in a bad place. God wouldn't have cursed you for going somewhere else. But your life is Better yes, because you followed the voice of God, yeah. and now you're getting to do what you wanted to do to begin with yeah
1: it wasn't it wasn't like I'll tell you one of the thing one of the reasons why I thought I was supposed to move with Alex is because, like genuinely for the longest time, I loved the idea of just being the best number two guy. I loved that idea because. I would be the person that makes everybody mad instead of the pastor. And, okay, and but I have my pastor's amen in all of this. Genuinely. That's the sweetest role in the world. It's like, (laughs) people think being number one is the fun role. No. no. Being number two is the sweetest role in the world because you just get to execute everything. Everything that your pastor said, and guess what? If somebody gets mad at you, guess whose fault this is? Well, this is what the pastor wanted. That guy. And so.
2: Who is that here now? I'm trying
1: to think. I don't know. But it's like, so for me, I was fine with being the number two guy. But, um, yeah, Pastor Robert Gay actually gave me a long prophetic word about not being number two. Um, The first time I ever went down there And visited them so. If you're not first, you're last If you're not first, you're last
0: yeah. <laughs> Well, hey Goodness. uh, We did pretty good on time We did Not not too bad at all Uh, Hey, we love you guys Get in the comments section We love talking to you guys in the comments section Subscribe <laughs> Subscribe Hit the bell
2: Ring the bell Ring hit the bell Turn on notifications There you go Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, hey I have no idea We will see you guys Not next week week after
1: yep all right
0: hey have a good night god bless you bye love you